So I put a pillow behind my back because my back hurts, and now my body's like, oh, you're going to sleep. Okay. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not what's happening right now. <laughs> it's like sleepy time. Yeah, it's like, you can't do this when I actually want to go to sleep. <laughs> right. I was like, we were coming home from the Tulip Festival the other day, and I just took a nap in the car on the way home because it was like really sunny out and you know how the sun just sort of like wipes you out in the summertime that's how I felt and then that night I just couldn't fucking sleep at all (laughs) sun naps are the best kind of naps they are except I always forget that like I have my contacts in and then I wake Uh, up and my eyes are really dry oh no yeah so we watched West Side Story, and I kept thinking that we were watching All About Eve. You had to correct <laughs> me like go- four times. Yeah, we are going to do that at some point. I just wanted to switch this because we haven't done a musical yet. Yeah. And I feel like more people have seen West Side Story than uh, All About Eve, probably. Probably. And I can definitely answer the question of the podcast, why haven't I watched this before? Because I don't really like musicals. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, just, I like, mean, generally or movie musicals? Just in general, yeah. Why, do you, why is that? Like, you would think, because it's, like, watching people dance and singing and music and acting, all things that I enjoy separately, but when you put them together, I just don't care for it that much (laughs) i don't know what it is i'm a really bad theater nerd like i haven't even seen a lot of musicals that you know all the annoying kids in my drama class and in my drama club sang (laughs) yeah that'll that'll definitely sour it for you i remember many a times bonner when she was an acting major at uh, her college complaining about all the other theater kids constantly singing show tunes yeah and thinking they were just so clever for thinking of it yeah it's it's, exasperating it's really annoying (laughs) and my my drama club was weird at my school like we weren't um one of the better schools i guess for that um like we had a really really good school in my county for like they had a magnet program for performing arts uh so they got like all kinds of funding and shit for that and we didn't really get a funding for our programs Aww. so we like weren't able to perform stuff like this we did a lot of weird one acts and random plays that like no one's heard of before so yeah. we didn't do stuff like this yeah, it was like that at uh, the school I went to my senior year. Like, uh, they just did, like, random plays no one had heard of, like you said. Meanwhile, at the school I went to, the uh, rest of the time, they did both regular plays and a big musical. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I, sure they did West Side Story at some point, but it wasn't while I was there. But yeah, it was always, like, a huge, big production there and stuff, and it was, like, a whole thing. I just never tried out because I can't sing or dance. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wanted that for, for us, like... I I like singing. I don't really actually know if I'm good at it because I won't do it in front of anyone because I think that I'm good at singing and I don't want anyone to tell me yeah, differently. You, you, can't, you can't ruin the illusion. That's what happened to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when I was 13, like, I mean, I never thought I was like this amazing singer, but I thought I was like fine. And then we went to Hershey Park and this was like 2003 and they had like a this whole like karaoke thing and you could either get it on a cd or record a video of yourself doing it and i did it and i got it on vhs <laughs> and i watched it when i got home and i was like oh my 
God, this <laughs> is so terrible. Why did no one tell me I can't sing for shit? And I wanted to burn the VHS. I Aww. didn't burn it. I just like threw it away. But uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> well, karaoke is also like a different beast, I feel like, especially if you're like nervous, like if there's people around, because I know for sure like... Like, I can tell when I'm not hitting the notes, if I'm, like, singing to myself in the car or something yeah. like that, or if, like, I'm around people, I get nervous, and I just, like, flub it on purpose, because, you know. It's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm singing <laughs> badly for a reason, not it's just because fun. I sing terribly. Yeah. It's like when you make, like, ugly faces and selfies. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, is if you're trying to be bad, then no one is going to come for you for being actually bad, because exactly. they're just like, oh, you're just pretending to be bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I yeah. I, I just really wish that we had done musicals like the other schools in the area did, the Susical and Sweeney Todd and mm. Guys and Dolls and High School Musical. Uh, oh Christ! Yeah, it was actually really good. My friend's brother was in it, and they they were really good. That school did amazing with that. Um, I mean, this is me talking. I was in like ninth or tenth grade, but. <laughs> Um, it was, it was a bummer. We did a lot of, uh, like, meta plays, so it was like, <laughs> we are, we are making a play about people making a play, you know? Oh, God. It was, it was horrible. And I loved my drama teacher. It's no, like, reflection on him. I really think that it was, like, a lot to do with funding. Yeah, I'm sure it was. You can only yeah. get certain plays with like no funding because mm -hmm. yeah. you have to pay for the rights yeah. to be able to put them on at the school which is kind of ridiculous but yeah. well <laughs> i mean usually because they sell tickets to yeah because like, if you're event, yeah. if you're collecting admission yeah yeah so this has it, this was made in 1961 yes. so it's definitely still got kind of like a 50s vibe to it yeah and, for me and, uh, yeah, and, like, a musical was written for the late 1950s, mm -hmm. and that's when it's set. Um, should we do the intro? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm Lita. It is six minutes in, and I am Lita. I'm Jackie. And this is why haven't you watched that. Much... Not like this podcast, at the top of this movie, there is a full overture, yeah. which is just a slowly color-changing screen and, like, lines that eventually form into buildings of New York. And immediately I was like, oh, wow, people had such better attention spans back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, not even any credits or anything. It's not, like... And it's not even, like, a, you can't even tell what the image is. It's just, like, a yeah. bunch of lines, and you're like, what is this? Yeah, until it's the like, very end. It's like, did the screen load fully? Like, was there a problem? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I had to look and make sure it was actually playing on on uh, Amazon. Yeah, um, but it was interesting of them to do the full overture, because mm -hmm. I feel like getting all of this build up to like the actual story, it actually gave it more of an impact. I feel like because you feel like you've just been waiting and waiting for the plot for so long that yeah. it's like it feels like you're already immersed in it already. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with going to plays that much anymore, <laughs> um, and so I don't know if they set it up in a way like 
with overtures generally, is that something that you would play as people are finding their seats or mm-hmm. once everyone is already there? Once everyone is already there. Okay, so this is not starts. like a, we're playing music so that everyone can find their seats. This is no. like, you have to already be here and then yeah, you're going to listen to this there. whole thing. I mean, I guess there could be like a couple <laughs> stragglers coming in during the overture, but it, overtures are like, the purpose of them is to just kind of like state the message (laughs) yeah it's like set the tone of the music and it plays like samples from like uh the major songs and it's just like getting you ready yeah it's like everybody listen up this is what you're in for today (laughs) it's been so long since i've been around any of the the more theatrical elements yeah to be fair it's been a very long time since i've seen like a musical in person Mm -hmm. but yeah just given how I say how many I've seen. Like, I've seen so many. I haven't, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. And you have actually gotten to go to Broadway before, right? Yeah. 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 I have not had that experience. Yeah. I I think the first musical I ever saw on Broadway was Rent. <laughs> <laughs> have I, we talked about Rent before? Uh, I think we have. We I know we've talked, talked about, about it. We've talked about it amongst ourselves as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> I used to really like a couple songs from that musical. Because I used to love it. Yeah. But let's not get into that. We'll get too off topic too quickly. Um, but yeah, so what what did you know about this before you saw it? Because I'm actually kind of curious how much you knew about it beforehand. I feel like I knew a lot. Um, I knew that it was based on Romeo and Juliet, and I've read Romeo and Juliet. It was like 12 years ago. But, I mean, you know that story, so you know yeah, what's yeah. going to happen, basically. Uh, I knew the sharks and the jets. I... I mean, I, I knew Rita Moreno was in it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like just the basics, Romeo and Juliet, I knew that. <laughs> and I knew a couple of the songs, too. Yeah. Yeah, Rita Moreno was the only Puerto Rican actor in this at all. Yeah, I looked it up, actually, because she is in a Netflix show right now called One Day at a Time, and she's yeah. playing a Cuban grandmother. So I was like, wait, isn't she Cuban? And I looked it up, and she's actually Puerto Rican, but, like, nobody else in the cast Yeah, is. everyone <laughs> had brown face on. And actually, she had to wear darker makeup as well. Really? To match everybody else, yeah. Wow. Because, um, I mean, a lot of Puerto Ricans have, like, lighter skin. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to darken them just to be like, oh, look, they look so different, you know? <laughs> Although I Natalie mean, Wood, notably, isn't that much darker than her usual She self, is Russian. Is- yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. And... Which I also didn't know, um, this is the first Natalie Wood movie I've ever seen. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Rebel Without a Cause, which I feel like is, like, one of the more notable ones. Yeah, she, like, the reason she got this is because she did so well in Splendor in the Grass, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's been in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and she was extremely famous yeah. at the time, and... Yeah. So yeah, I makes... knew who she was, but... Yeah, and something that sucks, like, you can, like, I mean, it's not good, but, like, you can sort of excuse, like, the whitewashing casting because of the time period and the fact that, mm. like, they cast any Puerto Rican at all in this was groundbreaking for the time, like, the early 60s, but something that's not excusable is apparently, like, uh, the BBC or someone is putting on a West Side Story concert and they ca- they initially cast a white actor to play Maria, like, this uh, is 28. Apparently, she very recently, like, declined the role good. after all the backlash. But yeah. um, it's like there's no excuse for that anymore. There just no. isn't. There really isn't. Like, you should know better. 
Yeah. And Steven Spielberg is looking to make a remake of this. Really? Yeah, he's been trying to get the rights to this for like 15 years or something, I think. Is he going and for another Oscar? Yeah, and there's... <laughs> <laughs> it's time, Spielberg, it's time for another one. Um, <laughs> it's added to the collection. Yeah. Um, And he there's an open casting call for the four main roles, and he's they're only accepting uh Latina, Latino actors for the appropriate roles which is good good, which is good see i don't i mean like obviously it's just a product of its time and it's like not excusable back then either i feel like now too we shouldn't be casting people that are ethnicity adjacent you know yeah if it's it's a port like and it doesn't say just like oh this is like a a conglomerate of a bunch of different uh latino characters they say puerto rico so many times like that is the defining thing about them is that they're all from puerto rico and they're talking about like the struggles of coming from there in that specific place not from you know dominican republic or from cuba or any of the other places they're specifically puerto rican so they should cast specifically puerto rican people like you shouldn't just be like oh well we have this mexican person that we're gonna cast like everybody needs to have more chances to be cast in diverse roles but you can't just be like oh well this is good enough it's just like when you know koreans get cast as japanese people and all that kind of nonsense it's just yeah it's like you're so close you guys just (laughs) like you almost had it you almost had it because it's kind of like this microaggressive thing of like well that's close enough like it's the same kind of it's you guys are all like the same kind of right like that whole stereotype there and i mean i think like you said in this case where it is so integral to the plot and to the characters you you can't really get away with not making the actors the same nationality and ethnicity yeah. i think it's some other things if the country of origin isn't really that big of a deal you can have some more leeway like, yeah if it's just if like it's incidental like... to the character then that's fine but yeah. like it's something like this. Yeah, you you do you you do. You just do. There's no there's no reason not to. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And I mean, I that's a thing. That's a thing with even like white castings too. Like there's different different ethnic groups in Europe and they all get cast to be one another and that's just it's a whole can of worms. <laughs> but yeah. especially when you're a big studio. Like you got access. <laughs> You got yeah. the budget. There's no reason. <laughs> Just write the casting call differently. You can't tell me that there is not one qualified person. There, There's no one. No one in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's somebody that can do the job. You just need to maybe do a little bit more work in finding them because maybe they're not somebody that's pursuing this actively because you're not giving these types of people jobs. Exactly. I don't know. Hopefully all of that was like cohesive. I feel like I'm babbling today. No, but... you're not. Uh, <laughs> I just think it'd be like hilarious if like that white actor dropped out and like the production was just so clueless. So, like, oh, I guess we'll cast someone else. Here's another white lady, <laughs> like not learning their lesson at all. Here's a Russian Ukrainian lady, just like Natalie Wood. <laughs> We're trying to make it like the movie, not like what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is that's um an issue that people have a lot is that they are trying to cast for what the original movie was and they're not really thinking about like the implications of that you know yeah, it's like it's I, the general rule of thumb is ignore all other adaptations 
Yeah. And just focus on the story. Make, and make your it... own adaptation. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so, what was your favorite song? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You don't know? I feel like um, America, I think it's just called, right? Yeah, yeah. Life's alright in America if you're all white in America. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, and then the one that reminds me of Stay Cool Brit from Flight of the Concords. Oh, cool? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so it's great you brought up those two because um, the choreographer and uh, for those two songs, he only wound up choreographing four songs in uh, the movie because he just kept pushing the actors so hard and they kept going over budget and they kept oh, going over schedule, but they're some of the best parts of the film is yeah. the whole thing. And it, it's just, it's kind of a shame, but at the same time, it's like they were the best parts of the movie, especially like the that emotions. so during, often. Yeah. Especially the emotions during cool. Like you could like feel it. Like, you could feel their struggle a bit. Apparently, like, after they were finally done shooting that number, like, the actors, like, burned their knee pads in, like, a ritualistic oh kind God. of thing. Because they were like, thank God, it's over. It's over. Because <laughs> he just kept running them over and over and over and over. And that must, that honestly, that must be so fucking exhausting. Yeah, it is. Like, any sort of any sort of choreography especially when it's that long like these songs are pretty long yes i have experience in like you know routines that take up like maybe two minutes because i ice skated and that you're drilling that over and over and over again you get sick and fucking tired of the music you get sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over and making the same mistake over and over that you just have to fix this next time it's it's a pain it is so exhausting like mentally and physically so yeah. i can definitely understand <laughs> especially how intricate and how much goes on in these dances he's he also did uh the prologue and he also did um uh one that really didn't have that much choreography is the first song tony sings i think mm -hmm. something's coming yeah that one yeah it's just kind of him like that like I don't know what you would call it. There's a term for it, though, when it's just that person and they're kind of, like, staring off into the distance. It's like the somewhere over the rainbow part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I knew more about musical theater terms, but I do not. Yeah. Um. I used to. I used to know all this shit. Like, I, I just don't really like musicals and don't really watch them, so I never had the chance to practice using the terminology, I guess. <laughs> uh, something, like, because... Uh, during, like, there was, like, um, I think I remember reading somewhere in Hollywood there was kind of, like, musicals kind of, like, stopped being such a thing just because they were being done, like, so poorly. Because this is around the time where, like, movies were really, like, competing with TV for mm -hmm. audiences. And I feel like this movie really accomplishes the mo movie musical very well. Because, one, they gradually ease us into it in the beginning. Yeah. And get us used to it. And the, the fact that these gang members are doing ballet in the street. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not quite... It's still a bit jarring, but it's, like, not as jarring as it could be. Um, so I thought that was done extremely well. And the fact that, like, it's not, like, very... It's not film like it's on a stage. Like, it's shot like a movie. Because I feel like something that can be kind of a trap for movie musicals is just shooting it, like, straight on shots. Not really utilizing the medium the way it's meant to be utilized. Oh, yeah. And I, I, we've talked about that before, too, I think, in just 
blocking and and stuff like that and yeah. like the camera movements like I feel like you have a very dynamic camera in this there's like a lot of I don't know crane shots or zoom shots like on the tracks I don't yes. know what that <laughs> thing is called um there's a lot of those and there's a lot of like you know revolving around following the movement uh yes. which is not what you can get in plays and yeah. that definitely is yeah and also like the some of the the interesting effect choices like when like as she starts twirling and then it like yes. turns into rainbows i thought that was a cool transition and it, it's kind of like strange to see in a movie like this honestly because you expect more of that sort of thing from like maybe like artistic films yeah and that sort of thing just some weird experimental stuff but no it's in like a mainstream musical movie well i do think that parts like that are a little bit more like the stage and i, I made a couple of notes um that part and then i think at the actual dance when they have like the colorful little sparks in the background and you can just see a couple of couples in the background and everything else is dark that's definitely something that felt like you know spotlighting them in in the front um definitely something that plays do a lot yeah but at least before that though too they had like that blur effect on the edges Mm -hmm. for each other which you cannot do on stage no. Uh, I mean, I'm not even against, like, using some elements of, like, state musicals in the movie, but I feel like, again, this film really utilized the fact that, you know, this is a film and you have tools here that you do not have on a stage. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how they did that particular effect. I was like, did they put Vaseline on the lens? But I think that they probably doctored the film itself. Maybe. I, um, I, I don't know. Because I think it's one take where they kind of zoom in and all of a sudden the blur is gone when um, Maria and Tony are talking. Oh, okay. So I feel like it probably wasn't a Vaseline lens because then you'd have to, like, wipe it off. And it, it looked like one take. So I think it was doctored film after the fact. It's probably something that there's trivia of, but I don't know. Probably. I didn't actually get a chance to look at that part. Oh, yeah, so, like, what do you think about the fact, what is very clearly, like, a lot of the singing is dubbed over? I, I definitely wanted to talk about that. I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, <laughs> I think that's a really weird choice. I know that it's a choice that movies often do so that their principal actors don't have to also spend as much time practicing the singing, but it kind of feels like a shortcut because, you know, if you were in the play, you'd have to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually an extremely common practice at the time to yeah. do this. And, like, Natalie Wood thought she would be singing at least part of it, but they wound up dubbing all of her stuff because they Jeez. didn't think she was a strong enough singer. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think the only person who didn't have any dubbing was the guy who played Bernardo because none of his uh, singing was that particularly difficult to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even Rita Moreno, like, she sang all of America, but, um, the last song she sings when she's singing to, uh, Maria was dubbed because Mm -hmm. it was below her range. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, because it's interesting to think about how, like, conventions like that can change over time, because now if, like, someone finds out that, like, an actor was dubbed in, like, a musical movie, it's like, oh man, it's not, like, you're not hardcore enough. You didn't do it. This is bullshit. Yeah, but... you're not a triple threat. <laughs> yeah. It's like I you're... do. That is like the, there are the, the pros and cons because on one side you're like, oh, well, you should have, you should have been able to do this all on your own. And the on the, on the other side, it's like recognizing the fact that 
sure you're good in this area and we want you for this but in this other area we want to make sure that the movie is as good as it can be exactly. so we're going to have somebody else do this part but it's kind of unfortunate for the people that are doing the dubbing because then yeah you know if the songs are the most iconic part of something and your face isn't the one being attached to your voice it's kind of doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and I think some of them got, like, cheated out of, like, royalties as well for the album sales. Um, so, yeah, that also is really shitty. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you literally wouldn't have the song if I hadn't sang it. So exactly. what the fuck, man? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was um, trying to find some trivia about the the camera thing that I was talking about, but I feel like it's going to be so hard to... Yeah, you'd really have to, like, <laughs> hunt that down. It's not something you just, like, quickly type into Google. It's like, oh, there's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was the second highest grossing film of 1961, coming in just behind 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to lose to something, you know. Yeah. I love 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an extremely you movie to me. It is. It, like... If I had been alive before The Lion King came out, 101 Dalmatians would have been my first favorite Disney movie. Aww. Yeah. Those two. Those two are the best. It is interesting, too, that in a lot of Disney movies, uh, they had different voice and singing uh, actors. Yeah. Even though it was animated. Yeah. I always think that's interesting. It is. <laughs> oh! I knew... I feel pretty, oh so pretty, but I did not know that it was from this movie. Oh, I, really? Yeah, I had no idea. Chris sings it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Which, I don't think that I'd heard all of it before. Yeah. I know they changed uh, the lyric. It was originally, I feel pretty and witty and bright, and I pity any girl who isn't me tonight, but they changed it because it was shot during the day. <laughs> and another lyric they changed is I had actually forgotten this because I have the original Broadway soundtrack on my iPod and that's the one I listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it's like, it includes some dialogue as well. And it's like, you know how they say uh, birth to earth to mm-hmm. each other, Tony Riff? It's, the, the original line is sperm to worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, womb to tomb. Womb to tomb, sperm to worm. Yep. Oh, God. That's what, that's what that's it is gross. in the original production, yeah. But uh, they had to change it, obviously, because of censorship. But, uh... Yeah. There it's kind of funny, other... though. Yeah. They changed a couple other things for censorship, too, but I forget what they were. I just... Uh, I was, like, honestly... When I, I saw... The, I first saw this when we were doing Romeo and Juliet uh, my freshman year in high school, and my English teacher just played us this. She's like, this is Romeo and Juliet. But, okay. She played us a lot of videos. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, like became mildly obsessed with it i think i i think i have the screenplay i don't know because i like Hmm. specifically remember like reading it but i don't know where it is and i could have swore i had the dvd as well but i can't find it anywhere but i remember watching like a bunch of like documentaries about this and like reading a bunch of trivia but it was like over 10 years ago so i forgot most of it Well, you mentioned the censorship, and there was another part that had to be censored from the original version when um, they say we came with our hearts uh, open, yeah. and they say you came with your pants open. Yeah, but she's, the thing is, he says you came with your mouth open, which also sounds just which, as dirty. So it does, <laughs> which there's a dirty part at the beginning, too, when um, Maria is complaining about her dress and um, what is Rita's Rita Marino's character's Anita. name? 
Anita says, oh, you'll end up praying or something like that, yeah, which makes like, it sound it's like... It's like you always end up, you may start something and then you always end up praying. It's like, well... On your knees. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, there's definitely some risque stuff in this. Yeah. For sure. Especially when, like, they fall, like, when they kiss and fall back on the bed and then, like, later after the other scene it cuts to, like, Tony shirtless and, mm-hmm. like, her just wearing, like, her, uh... Her, like, thing. negligee. <laughs> negligee. Like, her underdress. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. Yeah, petticoats. Petticoat. I don't think that's what... <laughs> yeah, they wore petticoats in the 50s. <laughs> I mean, that's what they called them. I don't think that... It's like a slip. I don't know. Yeah, it's a slip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that happens in Romeo and Juliet as well. And they're even younger. Oh, God, they're so young. <laughs> but they're, they do have sex, like, after knowing each other for, like, a week. And it's kind of alluded to and not like you have to look for it yeah but it's there (laughs) (laughs) what else do i have in my notes i didn't take a lot toward the end because so much of it is visual and dancing yeah so it's hard to to keep looking down you know yeah um i thought it was funny that there was an intermission too Yeah, it just made me, it always makes me think of, like, my intermission song that I came up with when I was 12, because I was like, okay, so I, w- I had a video camera for the first time, this was, like, 2002, and I had, like, a bunch of, like, Harry Potter figurines, and so I, like, had them act out a completely improvised play on, like, my, my bed using this video camera, and then I had an intermission for some reason, and I just was singing an intermission song, and- I still have the little tape, but I can't play it because it's, like, the kind you have to put in the video camera. Oh, but... yeah, like, the little one that goes inside. They have the, um, they have the, like, VHS shells that you can put the little one inside. Yeah, yeah, they do, but I'm not gonna get that crazy <laughs> about it, but, um... <laughs> It's so funny because we've talked about that before, and me and my friends did almost the exact same thing. I had, like, a Dumbledore action figure, yeah. and we were really obsessed with Monty Python that summer, and so we did a little film with all the action figures and, you know, we were trying to be like Potter Puppa Pals or something. And then we had Dumbledore and he was like, intermission. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also somewhere on a VHS tape that, yeah. you know, who knows yeah. if I could play it. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine was called, ah, we're dead, we're in heaven. And <laughs> like everyone was dead. But for some reason, like Dumbledore was like still in his plastic box. And he's like... <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Dumbledore in a plastic box, and like it's never explained. And you, just... <laughs> you literally predicted the Deathly Hallows. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was 2002, man. <laughs> I feel like we've definitely mentioned this on the podcast before too, but we I might still have. love it. It's so we funny. <laughs> the title. In case anyone who like isn't listening to every single one, you just heard that for the first time, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I love it. Um, I uh saw at the beginning of this uh amazon actually does this really cool thing of if you pause the movie it brings up the characters oh yeah in the scene that you're watching so like if you're like oh who the fuck is this person i don't even know if they have a name like in this movie and it'll have like their picture of them from imdb which is really cool but um i didn't realize that russ tamblin was in this who is amber tamblin's dad or grandpa yeah, probably, I would guess her grandpa would be my guess, because this was shot in 1961. Yeah. Um, He was in Twin Peaks, too. Nice. So he was in the revival recently. 
Yeah, he. I really liked him in this movie. I remember having a, a very slight crush on Riff <laughs> when when I saw this the first time. It was it was very small, but I was like, oh, he's cute. Aw. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I think Tony was Tony was a good Tony, looking guy too. Yeah, Tony's good looking. Tony was just ugh. <laughs> he just. The thing is, the actor hated playing him this way, too. He was just like, I mean, you know, he's, he's so moon eyed. I know. And he's just like, so wussy. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's like, I get he's like in love and shit now, but like, didn't you say this guy was supposed to be like really tough and like he had a <laughs> reputation? Meanwhile, now he's all like staring at the sky forlornly all the time and being such a whiny little dude. And Baby. It's like, I know. It's just, it's like, stop fighting, guys. It's like, shut up, Tony. <laughs> Well, I feel like that is a very Romeo and Juliet. Though, it is, yeah, but it's that's still... definitely how he acts in the play. Um, I think that that's a good opening to talk about how we have something that is generally defined by being a hub of toxic masculinity, gangs. Yes, and we're putting it into this um, very. I wouldn't say effeminate, but, like, the opposite of toxic masculinity uh, medium of, like, a musical. Yeah. Which I think is a cool contrast. It's an interesting choice. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it is, because it is, like, even, as I said before, even though they do ease us into, like, seeing, like, these gangs straight up leaping around and, like, doing ballet on, like, a sidewalk, which, and this was partially shot on location, partially on sound stages. Um, so it is, it is very interesting in that way because it kind of, like, undoes certain expectations you might have of, like, the violence. Because also, like, something to keep in mind, too, these are kids, man. These are, like, high school kids, basically, I think. Yeah. And... That's what I was gonna, I was wondering because of the dance, like, are they supposed to be in high school? Yeah, I think that's, like, around the age they're supposed to be. Like, who's to say if they ever actually go to school, you know? But, like, mm -hmm. it's, that's, like, like, at the most it would be the late teens, I would think. Maybe Bernardo's a bit older than everybody else, but, like, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Um. I love that they call him Nardo, just, like, yeah, um, Yeah, the it reminds me of, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Wardo! <laughs> like, I love, I, Certain names, you just never hear someone say the last part of it. Like, Eduardo usually gets shortened to Ed, and Bernardo usually gets shortened to Bernie, you know? Yeah. It's really funny when it's the, the opposite end of the yeah, word. Bernardo. I think that I actually really like the G. Officer Krupke song. Oh, yeah, actually, oh, yeah, actually, this is one of the few things I remember from all my research back in the day, which was that, um, Officer Krupke, they switched the order of that song for the movie, because in the original musical, that actually takes place after Riff gets killed, and they're all, like, running from the cops, and when they're, like, doing this for the movie, they're like, why are, they shouldn't be so goofy and silly right after their leader and friend was killed, so we're gonna yeah. move this to an earlier time. Otherwise, it's very silly and ruins the mood. <laughs> That's a very good choice, I think, because, yeah, they're definitely having, like, they're taking the piss out of this guy, and that just doesn't make any sense for that to happen. Yeah, it really doesn't. Later. Because <laughs> I think Cool is the the first song that comes right after it is yeah 
after the deaths. Which was, uh, that scene, the way they lit ice, he looks, like, so fucking psychotic. Like, the fact his eyes are so light, and then the way they lit them, there's a couple shots of him, he looks legit crazy, and it's so scary. Yeah, it reminded me of how they lit the Nazi guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because, yeah. It definitely gave me those kinds of vibes. <laughs> you could definitely sense, like, the inner, like, ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, it is a shame that, like, they were pushed so hard. But it is a great, great, great number. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like that just, we've talked about that with, like, Kubrick and stuff. Um, yeah. Just people being pushed really hard, and then it's like, oh, well, the art ends up being really good but also at what cost <laughs> yeah i mean in this case it, it wasn't anything more traumatizing than just being really tired probably yeah as opposed to like what happened to shelly duvall but, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> like i'm sure they were fine after like a day or two but um but yeah it it, it is a difficult thing to there is a very thin line between simply pushing and into outright abusing your actors. Yes, this is true. <laughs> and it's something like I think uh, men seem to have a tough time telling the difference between, and mm-hmm. like they straddle that line a lot. And the more powerful they get, the more they tip over to just straight up abuse. And it's not great, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I feel like it's just this lack of empathy yeah because you're thinking oh well it doesn't seem hard from where i'm standing but you're not actually doing it i feel like a lot of men have a really hard time putting themselves into someone else's shoes they do because i feel like men are taught to view other people as objects yeah even other men yeah even if they're men it's just like everyone else is just kind of like the dolls in your own little play and that becomes even worse when they are kind of actually the dolls in your play and like exactly (laughs) they become less real to you and it's it's like not good it's not good for them to not remember hey these are actual human beings just like you and they also like like not everything is in service of your agenda like, not everything revolves around you and what you're doing. Yeah. Very true. I I don't think I can put it any better than that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's all kinds of really cool trivia that I'm reading, and I just don't want to, like, rattle off all of the, you know, IMDb trivia. They actually have collected <laughs> a, a good amount of it, because sometimes, you know, the IMDb trivia is, like, shitty. Yeah. But there's actually a good amount on here that's not just like did you know this actor was also in this movie it's like what (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't possibly (laughs) actors are only in one movie ever can you imagine (laughs) one use (laughs) (laughs) and you throw them in the trash they like the tissues (laughs) because you know if you're like one of the directors that doesn't have any boundaries that might be how you think. Yeah. Oh, something I want to mention really quick, too. I forgot I wrote this, wrote this down. Uh, so, like, pretty much every time I'm, like, freaking out or having some kind of anxiety episode, I hear cool in my head. It's like, boy, boy, crazy boy. I just, like, hear that playing in my head sometimes when I'm just, like, freaking out about something stupid. I think of Stay Cool Brett, actually, when that's happening to me. Stay Cool Brett. 
<laughs> See, that that whole thing didn't make as much of an impact on me as the song, so it was like... <laughs> but that is a good one as well, yeah. Yeah. It just really reminded me of Flight of the Concords, which it's supposed to. I mean, Flight of the Concords is supposed to remind you of West Side Story in that part, but... Oh, yeah. Not, definitely not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Brett and Jermaine traveled back in time actually and west side story stole it from them see it all makes sense now they're like the bill and ted of musicals (laughs) (laughs) every single musical genre they parody they started (laughs) it's always been brett and jermaine i love that like slow burn laugh (laughs) as the joke set in (laughs) <laughs> oh that was great oh god this movie was really long though like i feel it is like yeah. I, that's another part of musicals i just don't have the fucking attention span yeah it is it is very hard and that's why intermissions exist yeah. um <laughs> and see it's I'll, it's funny because i say that i don't really like musicals but there are some that i do enjoy quite a well, bit like, there has to be there's so many musicals yeah there have to be some good ones out there somewhere <laughs> i find myself enjoying ones that are not um like standard i guess i don't know how else to explain basic it. basic bitch musicals yeah <laughs> And I'm not saying that the ones that I like are very good because I like Reaper Genetic Opera and that's not it's not very good. <laughs> but I have the the soundtrack on my iPod, so people people that that was one of those movies. Either you like loved it completely or It's definitely a cult yeah. movie. Like Yeah, it's... for sure. People got like obsessed with that for a while, I yeah. think. Yeah. There's parts of it that are really good and there's parts of it that are like ugh. But <laughs> I've never seen it actually, so yeah, I had no interest in it. Um, there's just something special about seeing Rupert Giles from Buffy singing and like ripping the spine out of somebody. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. And Alexa Vega from Spy Kids isn't it? That was another reason that I watched it because I would like had a low key crush on her. Uh, that's a um, good one. She's not very good in it though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she's not like the best actress. So. No, no. <laughs> oh, something I wanted to ask you. Uh, what is your opinion on uh, anybody's the the girl who keeps trying to get into the gang? I liked her. She's yeah. yeah I liked the uh, the inclusion of her. I guess yeah. It's, it was interesting. It was interesting. Like you wouldn't think. Like it's interesting that you even thought to do it in the first place. To be honest, yeah. Um, something like during the scene where Anita is being like thrown around and they almost rape her. The mm-hmm. fact that, like, Annie Bodies is there, and they have her hanging in the background, yeah. looking scared. And, like, after she leaves, I can't help but wonder, I'm like, is she gonna rethink joining the Jets after this? Yeah, I thought of that, too, because I was like, is sh- she's just like, oh, shit, okay, well. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she looks, like, severely freaked out, which yeah. she should. And it's, like, yeah, if I was her, I would definitely be, like, maybe I don't want to hang around these guys anymore. Because mm-hmm. they might do the same to me. Yeah, because you can try to be one of the guys as much as you want, but at the end of the day, if somebody gets a wild hair about you, then you're there and you're available, you know? Exactly. Um, I feel like her, like, she's like style goals. I liked that, um, (laughs) she was in that, like, mustard yellow a lot, 
Yeah. I feel like a lot of the characters had kind of a um Yeah, the gang's color definitely motif. Yeah, they had their color schemes for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the purples and reds for uh the sharks, the sharks and yeah. like the mustard yellows and blues for the jets which mustard yellow is the worst color. <laughs> I love mustard yellow. I hate mustard yellow. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite colors for um shirts and sweaters and stuff. Like mustard yellow on top and some like nice black skinny jeans. Yeah. Love it. It's not not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> mustard yellow, oxblood, jewel toned emerald. That's what I'm about. <laughs> Cobalt blue. Nice. <laughs> I have a lot of very specific feelings about a lot of colors. So when yeah, a lot of very like, specific colors as well yeah, too. <laughs> like if somebody's like, "What's your favorite color?" I'm like, "Well, for what kind of thing?" <laughs> you need to be more specific. Yeah. I'm the same way about, you know, favorite movies and songs and stuff like that. I have multiple for occasion or mood or... Well, yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't trust people that are like, this is my favorite song ever and it's going to be my favorite that, song that for the rest of the time. I mean, it, I mean, I've had favorite movies and, like, favorite books that are, like, definitively number ones in the past, but, like, how can you have a definitive favorite song? Yeah, like, I feel like you would have to songs... listen to so little music to exactly. have one favorite song. Not even just a favorite song by a specific artist, just a favorite song forever. It's like, no. Yeah. No. (laughs) It would be so hard. There's just so much music and there's so many different genres. Like, maybe if you only listen to one genre or, like, a certain artist or something like that. You listen to, like, five people, then you can have a favorite song. (laughs) Yeah. It's even hard for me to pick favorite songs by, like, my favorite bands. (laughs) Like, I don't know. There's kind of, like, a nebulous collection of my faves i don't have them in order <laughs> yeah and it, it all depends on mood or genre you know Even and also like, you t- the time of your life too where you're listening yeah. to it yeah like i used to absolutely love rise against and i don't really listen to them anymore i would still say that they're like one of my like preferred artists in certain albums but I definitely wouldn't say that they're my favorite artist anymore or that one of my favorite songs is by them anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to pivot back to the almost rape scene, but um, <laughs> I, I just remember, too, where, like, uh, Rita Moreno, she had, like, a tough time shooting that because she had actually been uh, raped as a child. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it, that gets into another thing with me as well, like, the fa- it's like so stylized in this but it's also like mm-hmm. so so terrifying as well because like the camera moves in with her while she's being shoved around and like the way they lift that guy in the air and like lower him towards her is so scary and yeah. like it's it, get, it it's like wow this got super fucking dark all of a sudden like holy shit yeah there's definitely a departure from the rest of the movie and the rest of the violent type yeah. stuff in the movie because all of it is really stylized, you know? You never, like... Yeah, especially, like, when the, you, you stab him in the stomach during the rumble. It's like, okay, in real life, you can... you can, he, he wouldn't die instantly from that. You can get him to the hospital. He'll be okay. It's fine. Yeah. But, like, he didn't Doesn't... stab him in the heart. It was the stomach. It's okay. But... The whole time I was like, just go to the hospital. But, it's I like... mean, also, it's, if you are in a gang, a lot of the time, if you try to go to the hospital, if something like that happens... Yeah, and also, there also would have been the logistics of getting him over the fence as well. Yeah. 
but I, I do know that there are a lot of places where there's a lot of gang violence and they're like, well, sorry, you got shot, but you're in a gang, so yeah. we're going to see but these other people th first. This is also different, though, because these gangs, they aren't quite violent in that same way because everybody was, like, shocked. And everyone's like, no one was supposed to get killed. We were just yeah. supposed to fight. So uh, there's also there's a combination of the shock and, like, the anger and the logistics of getting them out of there. Yeah. Um, And also the fact they don't want to, you know, get arrested. And, um... Mm -hmm. But yeah, again, at the same time, though, they wouldn't have died so quickly. They would no. have been, like, laying there probably for at least a while, slowly they would have been dying, which would have been slowly. worse. Yes. Than, it would have been a lot worse, yeah. Yeah, which they probably actually did. But, I mean, that's another, uh, like, movie musical type convention, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it's not supposed to be, like, super realistic or anything. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree that that scene with... Uh, Anita was really horrible and I can't imagine like having to go through something like that and then having to go through it on screen because even not going through something like that and having to act it out yeah. has to be very triggering and emotionally taxing. Yeah, the way she was like lying on the floor after like Doc comes down and they all like back off. Yeah. And like you could see it like on her face how traumatized she is. It's so, ugh, it's awful. It's so yeah. awful. Like first you lose your boyfriend slash like probably somebody that you're gonna get married to yeah and then the people that killed him also are just trying to they just like attack you and... yeah so you can't really blame her for what she does after that at all no in any way it was even so incredibly kind of her to even go down there in the first place yeah either. i certainly wouldn't have done it even if like i had come around like listen like i know this idiot is in love with this guy but I'm not gonna help. <laughs> that would have no. been my thing. I would have been like, "Sorry, sweetie, but like, he fucking killed my boyfriend and your brother." So it's no, like, I'm not you, doing if you guys want to be together, I won't stand in the way. But I think I'm not it's helping. fucked up, but I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna stand by and just like let you fucking do that. It's ridiculous. No. Yeah, I did find it interesting that um, Maria lives because obviously Romeo and Juliet, Juliet does not live. Yeah. Um. Which I guess I was glad of, but it's yeah. Kind of... It would have yeah. It just it would have been a bit too much to have her die as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. In I mean, the she context definitely of this particular it. story. Yeah. She yeah. She threatens to kill herself. Um, yeah. It just would have been too much, and it would have honestly, it would have like felt like too pat of an ending as well, because the way mm. this ends, everyone just kind of just like wanders off. It's like all right, I guess that's a thing that happened to us. Yeah. And it feels more like you're wondering how they're all going to carry on after this. And yeah, like... will they remain in these rival gangs? Will they all just sort of wander off in life as well? Yeah. Will they realize... Well, I think it is also kind of implied that they'll be able to put their differences aside, given the way that, like, uh, the they sharks help. help them lift up Tony's body, and they yeah. all just kind of, like, are just so shocked that it's gotten this far. Yeah. Because and... even throughout there are parts where it feels like it's more of a we're just kind of keeping this rivalry up because it's almost fun yeah more of a like oh we actually hate each other yeah. although there are some slurs thrown around yeah it also it feels like it's like this it, it's a it's a combination of that and also just like the general racism like oh these poor Ricans are coming in here and taking everything and blah 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 and then like uh like it's shown in the prologue like Bernardo's just minding his own business walking around his first day there, and they just immediately get all up in his grill. 
yeah. and starts to trying to attack him. So of course he's gonna retaliate in some kind of way, and he yeah. winds up forming his own gang in response to the racism he's already received. Been there a day, and it's just it's all like a vicious cycle, which is what the movie's trying to point out. <laughs> yeah, especially with the um, the officer song about yeah. their their past and stuff like that. Which is, like, cool mode of still murder, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was kind of, like, interesting to have, like, this social commentary and such, a, like, a goofy-ass fucking song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, what's the problem with all these kids? And it's, like, like listing, like, all these various reasons. It's, like, it's not one single thing. It's all of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's no one simple solution to any of this shit. Yeah, which is still, like, something that people can't figure out in this day and age, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, well, the kids are are being bad in schools and not performing well on tests, so we'll give them no funding so that they can't feed yeah, themselves. Yeah, because that makes sense. Just, yeah. oh my god. I, I'm, <laughs> we'll turn off the heat so that they'll be cold and they won't be able to concentrate on their studies. Because, you know, that's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna motivate the school to do better so they get funding and it's like yeah but like there's only so much you can do especially when you're making conditions even worse Mm -hmm. and and there's also the idea like people shouldn't be rewarded for being bad at things which is and which is a whole other toxic thing is like there's the whole thing with like uh not wanting uh prisoners to have good treatment in jails because they did bad things but ignoring the bigger picture which is that if more prisoners are rehabilitated it'll be less crime over Mm -hmm. time and it's yeah because your only option when you get out of jail because all of these places can discriminate against you and you're not allowed to vote or you're not allowed to you know work certain places a lot of places won't hire you if you're a felon then what are you gonna do you're gonna get back into crime and then you're gonna yeah it's your only option and also if you've been in prison for a non-violent crime and you've spent time around all these violent criminals and you you spend had to time there yourself yeah it's you get inoculated to that mindset and it's hard to get out of yeah it's a very broken system it is that's (laughs) like that that's the main takeaway (laughs) everything's broken yeah it's really upsetting like i've had conversations with people over over these things like specifically you know like not providing free lunches at schools and uh the school to prison pipeline and everything and they just like so many people just fundamentally do not understand how where you're born and what happens to you absolutely contributes to the fact that you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps when everything in life is keeping you down you know and everything in society is designed to keep you in your place exactly and it gets into that lack of empathy again, because mm-hmm. a lot of people have a really difficult time picturing anything that's different from their own lives. Yeah. They're just seeing somebody that's acting out or being difficult or being rude to their teachers or whatever. They're not seeing all of the other factors. shit yeah. that factors into it, yeah. Which is why I think something, a movie like this and a musical like this coming out at the time it did, I think, is really great because maybe more people started to see hey all this fucking bullshit is stupid i mean obviously it didn't solve racism (laughs) west side story did not solve racism but like it's still important to see that kind of thing represented to you because if you don't live around that sort of thing and it's not something you're exposed to every day it it can be hard to kind of imagine what it's like 
And especially the fact that this initially wasn't supposed to have uh, Puerto Ricans at all. It was originally supposed to be a Catholic boy and a Jewish girl. Mm-hmm. And it was called East Side Story. And then after, like, uh, <laughs> like, they're, like uh, they noticed, like, the wave of immigration for Puerto Rico, and they got the idea to change it to that, which I think is much better. Yeah. It's, like, Catholic and... I mean, at the time, I guess it would have been scandalous, but, like... <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's something that would have made more sense to be set in, like, Ireland or something. Yeah, or just, like, in the <laughs> 1800s or some shit, you know? Like, yeah, just, like, the penal I, code. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting to see, the, what is this, like, 50 years ago now? 57 years ago? Something like that. That this came out? If I do, if I'm doing my math right, um, and the fact that this stuff was being addressed then, obviously, you know, um, and it's just still such a prevalent fucking problem in this day and age, especially we've talked about before on this podcast with all the hurricanes and shit like that. Puerto Rico is not doing great still, guys. Yeah, they still have like blackouts all the fucking time. Just no power on the island at all. Trump is not doing anything to fucking help them whatsoever. They're still screwed in that regard. They're still trying to rebuild from the hurricanes. They still have all of this um, debt, basically, that they owe because of the fucked up way that the U.S. has used them in their economy. That I, The intricacies of which I'm too stupid to understand <laughs> and have not done enough research about. But I just know it's bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's just shitty that it's like, oh, it's still fucked up. Like, it's yeah. it's been 57 years since this movie came out, and, like, at least as long, if not longer, since we started getting an influx of Puerto Rican immigrants because of all of these reasons, and that's still going on, you know? Yeah. Everything's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the alternate name for our podcast. Every- Sorry that we're such downers, everyone. We really... Like- I try not to be, but it's just who I am as a person. <laughs> I mean, the musical is kind of a downer, so it's not like... True, it's a tragedy. I yeah. mean, you can't take Romeo and Juliet and make it not a tragedy, unless, I guess, you go the Rosencrantz, Rosencrantz and, and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. Who in this um, are the other people from romeo and juliet it has been oh. so long since i read the play there's uh, been volume i, I would I, I, shock is obviously the friar um, yeah um i don't know about everyone else again it's been it's also been a very long uh, obviously and chino's obviously paris um see i literally forgot about the friar and paris <laughs> until you mentioned them so <laughs> I, I guess riff would be mercutio um other than that i don't know yeah i can't I can't remember, like, the Montague and Capulet. Juliet yeah. is Capulets, right? Yeah, Juliet's Capulets. I, oh, oh I, have, oh, I have a story about this. You know this story, but I'm going to tell everyone anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> so when we did Romeo and Juliet uh, in my high school, like, uh, we were going, we, my English class, we performed some scenes from the play per the demands of our English teacher. And we divide, the class got divided into Capulets and Montagues. I was the only girl on the Capulet side. So they were like, okay, Jackie has to be Juliet. And then the Montagues wound up picking the dude I had a crush on that had just rejected me like a couple weeks before this to be Romeo. And they did it on purpose. I know they did it on purpose because 
some of my friends were on the Montagues, and they're like, let's pick Victor. And so I had to perform a scene with him. Uh, <laughs> that's like my worst fucking nightmare. It was, oh, uh, it was, uh, it oh wasn't great. God. It wasn't great. And the, it was worse the fact that he had rejected me a few weeks before this. <laughs> yeah. That's literally my worst nightmare. It was so, I mean, it could have been more awkward, but it was still pretty awkward. Ugh. Um, so I'm an idiot, because Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are from fucking Hamlet, so. Yeah. I was like, I was like, why is she pivoting to who I don't know, was man. who in the Listen, <laughs> it's, I... All Shakespeare characters are the same. Yeah, all Shakespeare characters are the same. Um, so we read Hamlet in senior year, and I was so fucking done with everything by that point in time, and the only reason that I passed anything on Hamlet, uh... Everything I know about Hamlet is from the rap song by MC Lars. <laughs> <laughs> and The Lion King. Like, I swear to God, because I was so checked out. I think I skim read all of that play. Oh, so that, I, I didn't give a shit. And is- I still got a five on my exam, my AP lit exam oh, that nice. year. I was the only person of all of the AP lit students that year that got a five on my exam. And I didn't even fucking read Hamlet. <laughs> That is so, that's so, because, like, literally the opposite happened to me. I had to do Hamlet two years in a row because uh-huh. I moved my senior year, and in my first school, you did Hamlet junior year, Macbeth senior year, and the school oh, I yeah. moved to, you did it the opposite, so I did Hamlet twice. Oh, that's dumb. So I am like, super familiar with Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, we did Romeo and Juliet and Othello and Hamlet, and I don't, we didn't do any Shakespeare my junior year. Yeah. Um. So those are the only three, I think, that I've read i didn't do shakespeare my sophomore year i know because i was stuck in like one of because this is actually i was stuck in a class it wasn't the dumb class but it was like the normal class but the Mm -hmm. normal class apparently consisted of learning how to spell easily spell words Mm. and like i breezed through that class i didn't try at all and i was like getting a's and my teacher's like you know what i'm gonna make sure you get honors next year because you shouldn't be here i was like why are we learning how to spell like vacancy like i don't understand we're 15 years old it's honestly amazing that like coming from a more like advanced curriculum or whatever it's honestly amazing when you do see the normal it is classes like i a couple times when our teachers were out and we couldn't get substitutes or something like that there would be like a different teacher that was teaching one of the like quote normal classes um that we'd have to like sit in there and like do our own work or whatever and just and this i'm sure is very specific to where i grew up too (laughs) but just the level of disrespect for the teacher and just not understanding like super basic fucking concepts yeah i'm like it's a wonder that anything ever gets done in the world (laughs) it it is and those were all of my math classes were like except for junior year and the only reason my junior year class was not like that was because it was first thing in the morning and everyone was too tired tired. to be an asshole (laughs) and (laughs) tired too sleepy That was part of the reason I did so badly in my math classes was because everyone was a rowdy little fuck yeah. and wouldn't shut up and I couldn't learn anything and I was already bad at math to begin with. Yeah. Do you think that some of that is also just a disparity in what people think, like, not as advanced kids can do as the advanced kids? Because I feel like sometimes the curriculum yeah. is so dumbed down that they it, just get I, bored. I, I, compl- I, be- I, I do believe that. I do. Because... 
the thing is, like, I, I this is compli- I think it's complicated because I think there are some kids who like really do Struggle. need more help with the basic stuff because either because they genuinely don't have the capacity to understand it, which is fine, and they might need some special classes for it. But the the what people of like normal average intelligence, they're not pushed enough a lot yeah. of times. I don't think, and they're allowed to get away with stuff because they're just kind of like oh, it's just all just bullshit, and they don't care about it, and they're not made to care about it in any way. Yeah, because it's too easy for them, but they're not seen as, like, for some reason, needing to be put in advanced classes. Yeah, I feel like that was honestly what happened to me, because, like, I definitely had a reputation of being a smart kid, but for some reason, I was never put in any honors classes ever, and I coasted through everything because I just didn't give a shit about any of the stuff I was learning. I feel like that's also even just this small difference in years between the two of us, I feel like when I was going through school, there were uh, way more people that were being pushed into advanced and honors and AP classes. I think it's also a regional thing. Yeah. I, rem- I know the school I went to my senior was very, very much about advanced classes because it was a richer, nicer area than the one I grew up in. Yeah. And everyone was all, oh, I need to be in IB classes. I need to be in AP classes. I really, 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 really care about my grades. And I was just sitting there like, wow, you guys all need to, like, chill out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I was kind of, like, on both sides of the coin. Like, I did um, I did all AP and honors um, all through school. Yeah. And sometimes I would get really annoyed with the other kids in my classes that were in my eyes overachievers and then you know I realized at some point in time like I'm the overachiever in a lot of people's eyes yeah I'm the one that cares too much (laughs) so yeah it's all relative yeah Uh, it's very strange thinking back to that time in your life too yeah speaking of that stuff though I have to wonder, like, like one of the backstories that isn't explained is, like, why Tony decided to leave the Jets. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's like, but <Yeah>. why? <laughs> like, what happened exactly? Like, we know he gets a job, but, like, what was it that pushed him to, like, leave the gang? It's never really dealt I mean, into at all. Seeing Doc, maybe it was him at that job, you know? Yeah, just being like, around somebody that was more positive and less about you know, the gang life. Yeah. <laughs> the dog probably coaxed him out of it, I would imagine. Because he's, he's like the voice of reason. Chris brought me ice cream! Oh, yay! <laughs> yay. What kind of ice cream? It's actually pressed freeze juicery ice cream. So it's not actually ice cream, it's juice. I guess. God. But it's ice cream <laughs> shaped and taste. So, so Seattle of you. <laughs> so... Something I thought would be, like, an interesting way to do this is, like, because I remember, like, listening to the soundtrack one day and being like, oh, man, what if this was, like, a girl singing about someone named Maria and thinking about, like, gay West Side Story? Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Has no one done that? I, I, someone must have. Somewhere in this world must have done it. But I, the, if they, if it was done, I feel like it was just, like, a casting thing and they didn't change the story at all to accommodate it. Yeah. But, like, oh, uh, that would be so cool. It's, like, all girl gangs. Oh, and my then, God. And then there's, like, a guy trying to get in the girl gang, and they tell him to beat it. That would be amazing. That would be so fun. I would love to see that. Honestly, I would love more musicals if they were all gay. 
Yeah, see, again, the running theme, make it gay, it's better. Just immediately. Yeah. It's immediately better. <laughs> I looked up West Side Story gay, <laughs> and somebody posted um, the scene where Tony and Riff are, like, wrestling or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that, I wrote that in my notes, too. <laughs> They're like, contrary to what you may have heard, this is the real first gay scene on television. <laughs> yeah, Riff Tony. I could see it. Yeah, could, there's... I'm sure that many of fanfic has been written. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many. Mm, let's, let's go to find AO3. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, someone has to have written a parody called Yeast Side Story. <laughs> oh no. That has to be out there somewhere. <laughs> All right. It's like some really shitty satire. There's only 62 fan fictions in on AO3 at least. Yeah, and... there is I'm the thing is I'm betting fanfiction.net is where you're going to want to go oh, for yeah. that shit. <laughs> there is Bernardo and Riff. Yeah. And then for some reason, they have relationship tags from Hitalia, the anime. Hitalia. Uh, <laughs> I feel like for a while, that fandom permeated absolutely everything. It did. Ugh. I don't know what it has to do with West Side Story, honestly. I looked up West Side Story on fanfiction.net for getting to look under just the fandom, and I'm getting one called West Side Story. There's one. There's a Heroes one. Oh my god. <laughs> for, no. For West and Claire. <laughs> the most boring uh, ship in the world. <laughs> I forgot that that boy existed. Ugh, West is, uh, I hated him. <laughs> yeah, he... I thought that the actor was cute. He was in that, um, fired up movie about oh, cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> characters riff and tony tony see my whole thing is like I there's only three. Oh, dang boo uh <laughs> the thing is like riff bernardo would have been like my thing back in the day because mm-hmm. i used to be way more into like enemies as ships now i'm much more yeah. into like friends as ships listen as can we talk older. about that yes <laughs> because i still can't believe that you were a germany Look, <laughs> I didn't, I, I shipped Ron Hermione in the books. Let's make mm-hmm. this perfectly clear. I wanted those two to get together in canon. Wait, so you shipped them in the movies? Drigo and Hermione in the movies? No, no, in fan fiction, I shipped them. I liked writing and reading fanfics about Drago and Hermione. But not actually in the- I want not in the actual books or the movies or any okay, of that okay. stuff. I didn't okay. I mean it I it would have been cool for me to see, but I didn't think it was gonna happen. And also I was like it'd probably send a bad message depending on how she did it. But anyway, no, I was just into it as like a fanfic kind of thing. I mean, I feel like it's generally frowned upon to end up with somebody that has called you a slur. <laughs> it is. Uh I was also like <laughs> 12 and 13 at the time and didn't understand these things <laughs> and like i mean i was it was always like he always had to go through a redemption arc and all the stuff i wrote and read like it was yeah. never just as is they got together you know like well drago needs to get his shit together before he yeah. deserves hermione but like <laughs> but yeah it, it was my jam it, it was it, the the sister ship to draco harry which i feel like people don't rag on as much as they do draco hermione Oh no, uh, <laughs> I still I still rag on that too. Cause that's even more like what the fuck <laughs> I think that the first fanfiction that I ever read for Harry Potter was one that was like suggested in this really shitty one off fan magazine about Harry Potter, which is like where I um where I even 
realize that fan fiction existed and i went on fiction alley ah do you remember that site? i do i do yeah uh it was the most horrible fan fiction that was not my immortal <laughs> because it had a very my immortal vibe like when i found out about that fan fiction i was like did i read that because it sounds very the same like <laughs> harry it was in that gap between the fourth and fifth one yeah. so harry was like going through some shit and he was like burning down uh the broom shack and like making out with draco and saying like fuck you to everybody and there was like all kinds of really weird this sounds uh, <laughs> so familiar i wonder if i've read this <laughs> probably probably it was bad um but it was obviously did something for enough people for them to put it in that magazine it's so interesting how that happens because mm-hmm. there, there's there are so many fics that I love a wildly off topic we gone, but <laughs> there just been so many fics they were just they're just not good in any way, but they became like insanely popular, and then ones that are like so beautiful, but then you get like stuff that was like really good, and like not as many people had heard of it, and it it's it's definitely it's as someone who writes and creates, it is very hard to not get down on yourself when you see like your own work just being like passed over in favor of like other things that one are already popular and maybe not as good as what you've done and feeling like you know you're just never gonna be able to crack it you're just Mm -hmm. never gonna be able to crack that nut of popularity it's like you don't know what the secret is i don't know what the secret is (laughs) i still don't know what the secret is either like is it just that so many people blindly follow you for your personality for some reason that even if it's bad they're too afraid to tell you that's even worse that means i have a shit personality (laughs) But, like, I yeah, I, I just don't understand, because I feel like I've never been drawn to those sorts of people that were, the sorts know. of people that were very famous. Like, I never yeah. got into the whole big name fan type deal. Like Cassandra deal. Clare and all that stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like some people are able to just kind of, like, manipulate the public successfully. True. In that way. And I don't know, I think, I, someone, I remember reading when someone describing it as, like, the claw, and it's, like, how it's so, <laughs> it's so random what gets chosen and what doesn't. That, like, it's all just, like, a matter of luck and chance and doesn't usually have anything to do with, like, the quality of whatever it is that you're doing. And... True. Yeah. It, it is a lot of luck. It is a lot of luck. Like, of course, in order to succeed, what you should be doing it should be good quality. But a lot of factors, you are completely out of your hands. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. It's just what I I, tell myself anyway. (laughs) I would love to research that phenomenon. Like, I don't know where you would start to be able to, like, actually piece together something cohesive. I feel like there would have to be, like, a study of, like, some, like, the biggest personalities and, like, mm -hmm. what exact, what are the common factors between all of them and, like, Which I don't even know what that would be at this point in time since, like, live journal's not really a thing anymore. Yeah. that was I, I don't, are there even are there even really big name fans anymore? Is I don't whole question. I don't think so. That's there really I mean. isn't. I mean, they're like they're popular people in fandoms, but it's not. It definitely isn't a huge phenomenon like it was back in the day. Yeah, it can't I be because like, there's too many of us now. Is the whole problem? And I feel like there's too many people, and there's a lot of people that are more like lackadaisical about their interests. Yes. But then before, like, there's more people on the internet because it's on your phone all the time yeah. than there was when we were, like, little, little, little peanuts and, like, you on had my to journal. S- you had to seek this stuff out is the whole yeah. thing. You had to care enough about it to find this shit. And there were communities for it, and you were a part of that community. So, obviously, when somebody rose to, you know, fame in that community, it was more, um, 
noticeable i guess yeah and it, there's like fragments of it all along the internet now yeah makes me wonder and it's yeah it makes me wonder too like throughout history like um you know like there used to be zines and all that stuff mm-hmm. and like you think about even like before there was a stuff people had to have been like writing fanfics just like in their on their own time and not Dude. never show them to anybody it's like You're i wonder fucking... yeah um the Aeneid, or whatever, by Virgil. Yeah. Bible fanfiction. Yep. Dante's Inferno. Yep. Bible fanfiction. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the fan art of the Bible was yep. is the Renaissance. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> like, so many museums, like, it's just, it's all fan art when you Dante really get... was a big name fan. <laughs> yeah, he was a BNF. <laughs> Paradise Lost was fan fiction. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I, I was just thinking about that the other day because of Frankenstein. Um, and this is fan fiction. This is AU. Yeah. This is alternate universe fan fiction. This is high school musical alternate universe <laughs> Romeo and Juliet Romeo fanfic. and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and isn't Romeo and Juliet also based on something else? Yeah, it is. And that that's really the thing. That's why people who get so snobby about this kind of shit just, like, irritate the shit out of me. It's like, one, mind your own business. Two, it's all, it, it's all fanfic. Everything is fanfic. Everything's based off of something else. Yeah. There's no such thing as a completely 100% original thing. There just isn't. There's only so many versions of stories that people have told, and so many of them are, you know, the man versus nature, man versus man, man versus God. Yeah. And the hero's journey, somebody is born and has special powers and finds out and then has to save the world. That's like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all of those things. Yeah. There's tropes and there's conventions and they exist for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something, and you made me forget it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it about alternate universe fan fictions? No. Which is my it, least favorite type. I hate it so much. Uh, <laughs> it can be done well, but usually it doesn't. Um, <laughs> like when I'm actually seeking out fan fiction, yeah. not in the context of what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh this, no, but... now I remember what I was gonna say. I feel like and also a lot of it too is like derision towards girls in particular because oh, yeah, because there are people who like have like fanfic that's basically being paid for stuff like sherlock holmes adaptations are called adaptations and they're not called what they are which is another form of fanfic and that sort of thing but it's because it's like men who are getting paid to write it it's art and it's like their own like fucking artistic bullshit but meanwhile some girl writing uh like a slash fanfic is just like some horny straight girl who just wants to see two guys bone as opposed to creating her own art. And sometimes, yes, it is a shitty writer who wants to see two guys bone and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there is. <laughs> well, I feel like too, there's, there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different fandoms or whatever pieces of media that, um, there's like all this extra material, like comic books and chapter books that, has been written by a conglomerate of authors. Yeah. Um, all of the expanded universe of Star Wars is basically like a big It's basically bunch of official fanfic. officially sanctioned fan fiction and exactly. like there's no real difference. Yeah. Not really. It, no. And all kinds of like book series that we read when we were growing up as kids were you know, written under the pseudonym of one person, but were actually written by it's fucking tens maybe hundreds of people like 
Carolyn Keene in the Nancy Drew books. There's no yeah. Carolyn Keene. It's a bunch of different people. Yeah, ghostwriters. Yeah. It's just uh, very interesting. It is. Uh, so I feel like we've gone off topic for a very <laughs> long time. And <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else you want to add about the Story movie? Story of our lives. Um, this <laughs> It won quite a few Oscars, and yeah, quite a like, few of the people won Oscars in it. Rita Moreno is one of the only women in history who's gotten an EGOT, I think. Yeah. Right? She's the um, best. I love her. She's hilarious. I love her. I didn't realize that I'd, like, seen her on more stuff. Yeah. Um, but she's been on a lot. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I still am not, like, a fan of musicals. There's just something about it that, like, once I figure out, like, once I can put my finger on the thing that I don't like about musicals, I'll be like, holy shit, you know? Um, Explains everything. Yeah. Like, I, I very much am like, oh, I'll like a couple of songs. I'll like a couple of parts, but I don't like it as a whole. It, it I'm is, not going to revisit it a, a bunch. It is but... kind of, it is a conceit that kind of is hard to get into sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like, um, I mean, I do enjoy musicals, but there are times I'm like, all right, it's, all right, it's enough of this. <laughs> yeah. We, it's like, all right, we have another ballad. We have another romantic ballad. I just, I don't care. I don't care. Just move on, please. And yeah, like. I- that there's might lot, be part of it. <laughs> there's a lot of conventions too that are kind of like cheesy in musicals, and um, mm-hmm. again, like the like with this, I mean, it is based on Romeo and Juliet, but also like even other musicals, it's like oh, the two romantic leads, like you just never buy it half the time, and it's like they're just singing nice songs at each other, but I don't really believe they have any feelings for each other. They just met like yesterday, and it's like exactly. It, it's yeah, it's hard. It's, maybe that is one of the reasons why I don't like it because it's like. It seems like an excuse to put a very thin storyline in between songs a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the time the story itself just isn't there, which is not... Like, when when you break it down, I feel like there's not a lot of substance there. I think that there's more here because it is based on Romeo and Juliet and because of the racial implications. Exactly, and yeah. the societal implications. Um, but I think that is part of my my issues like i just don't like the stories being told a lot of the time so that's why i don't really care because yeah. a lot of the time it is romance and like shoehorned in romance and like yeah yeah like i fucking hate greece <laughs> <laughs> i hate it <laughs> no the thing is like greece is not good <laughs> no that's true a lot of people are like oh yeah greece but then like they're like oh it's, the thing is it's, it's one of those rare instances of the movie being more enjoyable to watch than the stage musical yeah and even the movie it's kind of like uh <laughs> yeah it doesn't do anything for me i like i like the thing is uh, individually i like a lot of the songs in greece but greece as a story i'm not into mm-hmm I'm trying to think now if I like any of the songs from it. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I, I do like a lot of the songs in it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm so, trying to think. What what are the, what are some musicals that I do like? I feel yeah, like I was about to ask you. I'm like, which ones do you like? Maybe you just need to watch better musicals. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like, I guess, The Wizard of Oz could be considered... It is a musical. A musical. Yeah. I loved The Wizard of Oz growing up. Don't really know why, but I, I guess I still enjoy it. Um, I liked Sweeney Todd. Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of. Like, I don't think that the movie was very good, but I like the 
story and I liked the songs. Yeah. Um, what else? And I liked musicals, like some of the Disney musicals. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's like a difference between like how much you will like it if it's like animated or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like I'm less inclined to revisit the animated Disney musicals rather than I, I don't know. It might be the style of music too cuz like yeah, I love that, Mulan I, yeah. and I love all the songs in Mulan. It might be a stylist thing. I think it sounds like with you it, it's a level there's a certain level of realism that needs to be maintained. Yeah. And it can't probably. be too overwrought or too sentimental. Sentimental. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that I hate. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a big part of it, I think. All right. I'm going to try to see if we can do another musical. I'll try to see if I can find one that I think one that I'll really like. like. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, consult, I'll consult with my musical theater friends and we'll see if we can find something. Let's but you did, you did, music. you did pretty much like this, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's probably not something that I'm going to go back to revisit again. But I did like, I enjoyed watching it, so. Alright, well, that's good. Yeah. Like I said, I was briefly a little bit obsessed with Rust. I, 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 honestly, <laughs> I don't really know why. I mean, I, I do like it enormously. It's a it's a great film and, like, great choreography and great songs and colors and stuff. I don't know why it caught my attention so much at the time, especially because I've never been into Romeo and Juliet at all. Like, yeah. I, I pre- that's, like, my least favorite Shakespeare play. Same. And... So I don't really know what grabbed my attention about this so much at the time, but it did. So there's also a lot of nostalgia packed into it for me as well for that time. So yeah. I feel like that's a big thing with any media. Like something that you really enjoyed when you were a kid is you're going to have a fondness for. Yeah. It it is nice though, going back and revisiting stuff from your childhood and be like, oh, this is actually good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This isn't crap, all right? Well, I would awesome. hope so. It won a lot of Oscars, so I would hope it's Yeah, it good. won like 10, I think, right? Yeah. It got Best, best Picture, which um, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of weird that a musical got Best Picture, but then I kind of remembered that there were a lot of musicals back then, so maybe that's not so weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know too much about Oscar history, so... No. <laughs> As we've discussed before, I'm uncultured swine, so I don't, I've never seen no, most I, of the movies that have won Oscars. Well, a lot of the movies that have won Oscars have just not been good, and no one has watched anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really bait. an indication of quality in any way. Yeah. I'm just imagining that, like, Mad Max gif. That's bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that we could probably go on a lot of other tangents, but we should probably wrap it up, otherwise we'll go way too long and no yeah. one will listen to us ever again. Yeah. <laughs> listen, they people listening to this podcast, they know what they're in for. So, yeah. <laughs> they're in for a lot of tangents most of the time. <laughs> if we stay on topic, that's a miracle. <laughs> I'm expecting that like a lot more people will be listening to this one, too, rather yeah, than The Handmaiden. Yeah, because... The Handmaiden got almost no downloads, which Just makes cause... sense because not a lot of people have seen it. But no one's seen it. <laughs> It's been our most on-topic episode yet, so... Listen, <laughs> all of li- you people, all of you people that are listening to this episode right now because you're a musical theater nerd and because you love West Side Story because I fucking know a lot of my friends are going to listen to this episode. I'm <laughs> pointing my finger at my microphone and thus at you. Go listen to the Handmaiden episode. Please, I beg of you. It was a good episode. I don't care that you haven't fucking seen it. Go we watch it. We sum it up. It's fine. It's free on Amazon Prime right now, all right? Go watch it. 
<laughs> and then listen. Yes. Please. Yes, I love yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what happened. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I've been Lita. <laughs> oh, we gotta plug our stuff. Oh no, oh, I right. don't want to. <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess we're not. All right. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you can follow our podcast on Twitter. It is YWT. No. Yes. YWT podcast. Yep. And Y as in the word Y, not the letter mm-hmm. Y. Th- not to confuse you. Um, and also, <laughs> please rate us on iTunes. So give us far, five stars. Yeah. Give us five stars. You don't have to leave a review, but if you want to, that'd be nice. And mm-hmm. so far, we only have one friend. <laughs> yeah who's done it and he's actually going to be in our next episode as a guest not because he left us a review but just because <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review and we'll let you come on our show <laughs> honestly like at this point probably um <laughs> <laughs> it might end up in a partnership with blue apron <laughs> <laughs> do you need a new mattress <laughs> how about some new underwear they cost like 12 dollars a pair <laughs> anyways yeah um you can follow that twitter we post other stuff besides just the episode links um we try to at least we try to post some entertaining little tidbits from each movie that we've done and you can follow us individually if you really want to but you probably don't and because you probably already do yeah i was gonna say they probably already follow us (laughs) um and i think that's all our that's all we have to say about that right yeah Alright. Well, okay, so again, I've been Lita. I'm Jackie. And this is Why Haven't You Watched That? Bye!